In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and this series is in cooperation with Cinda Virtual, which brings you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. Now, you can learn more about Cinda on www.cinda.org. But we don't only bring you thought leaders from all over the world. We also have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the series, let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization digital transition and the connected world is having on our organizations and what the impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence, digital transitions, and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance and business values and ethics that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please listen to us live every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific time, And if you miss us live, don't worry about it because we're on every major podcast platform from Apple to Google to Stitcher to Spotify. Just put in Leadership Beyond Borders and you will find us. I also invite you to connect with me. Send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or go to the website leadershipbeyondborders.net. And let me know what you want to hear about on this show. But if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we'll make sure that you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. Now, on to today's episode. You know, the marketing landscape has really changed since 2020. And one of the changes has been with AI has embedded itself in the marketing landscape. Now, AI is a term, or artificial intelligence, is a term coined by Stanford professor John McCarthy in 1955. And it was defined by him as the science and engineering of making intelligent machines. Now, he wasn't the only one in 1955 who was kind of messing around there with AI. Um, In Dartmouth College, cognitive scientist Marvin Minsky was looking at it in 1956, and it was also being researched in Oxford as early as 1951. But no matter who coined it or where it was found, today, over 65 years later, if you look up AI in Wikipedia, you'll have over 300 definitions related to the subject, and you'll be seeing it sub- you being used in numerous industries. And on the practical side today, AI has become part of our everyday life. It's not just an experiment in a lab anymore. Although AI is transparent in our everyday lives. As technology advances, it becomes less and less transparent as it takes over human interfaces. And in this episode, we're going to look at AI and its use in marketing and consumer interactions. Now, our guest today is Jared Turner, who is a co-founder of Boostability. And Boostability was started in 2009, and Jared continues to serve as their chief technology officer. Boostability is a global leader in white-labeled SEO for SMBs. Launchpad, Boostability's priority technology platform, powers an SMB SEO platform built for scale, affordability, and value. Tracking over 2.3 million keywords per month, Boostability makes decisions based on millions of bits of data and enabling them to get 86% of their customers on the first page of Google within six to nine months. Now, before Boostability, no company provided affordable SEO in scale for SMBs. Over the past decade, Boostability has championed the SMB and grown to provide SMB SEO to more partners and customers all over the world. Serving in 15 countries and nine languages, Boostability is dedicated to helping small businesses succeed online. Their technology-powered, people-enabled, and their people are some of the best in the SEO world. Now, Jared himself has 25 years experience in technology, online marketing, and building companies and teams from startups to stable companies. So Jared, welcome to the show. 
Thank you. It's great to be with you today. Yeah. So, Jared, let's kind of take, you know, you and I talked a couple of years ago, but, you know, the, the, the world kind of went crazy in 2020. Okay. What happened to the marketing landscape um, in 2020, you know, as the pandemic hit and what were SMBs doing? So the pandemic was definitely a significant catalyst, I think, for change in the SMB landscape, specifically related to marketing. And when you look at the physical restrictions, the social distancing, the measures that were put in place, businesses were forced to quickly adapt to new ways of connecting with their customers and promoting their products and services. And I think the shift towards digital marketing became more pronounced during that period of time. So as businesses turned to online channels to maintain and grow their customer base, um, they also started to focus on enhancing their digital presence, whether it was through their website being improved, social media engagement, or just online advertising channels. They realized the importance of personalized messaging to create that meaningful connection with their audience, especially during that time of uncertainty that, that we all went through. Agility became crucial, I think, for these businesses to respond to that changing market condition and some of the consumer preferences that also shifted. So one of the things I also noticed is virtual events became more widespread as traditional in-person events were no longer really feasible. The shift allowed businesses to engage with their customers in new ways while also reaching, I think, a broader audience. And they also started to support local communities through philanthropic initiatives, collaborations with other local businesses, really a way to foster stronger connections and goodwill in the community. So I think I think those are some of the things that stood out to me. Um, you know, data was also another area where SMB started leveraging data more effectively, using some of the insights from their marketing campaigns and their customer interactions to make more informed decisions about about their strategies. Mm-hmm. So, so we had this, you know, as you said, agility. Okay, they become agile. You know, the the SMBs, they 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 saw the change. They kind of got pushed into it. Um, um, started to realize they had to focus online. And now, now we're in 2023. Okay, and we're back. We're in a different kind of hybrid situation. Do you think, um, you know, this innovation, this push that happened in 2020, is it still happening now, or kind of have we gone back to a more uh, slower pace of innovation? Uh, with uh, you know, and and connecting consumers today. Yeah. Um, so the current hybrid situation, right? Businesses are operating in both a digital and a physical realm in some cases. I think it's created new opportunities for some marketing innovation. Um, you know, you mentioned foot traffic. It's it's returned in in large part, and businesses have learned valuable lessons from the pandemic and are continuing to embrace some of those digital strategies. So they were forced to blend digital and traditional marketing methods to become more effective and engaging. Um, One of the things that really became pronounced was location-based advertising to be able to target customers in a specific vicinity or of a physical store or incorporating even uh, augmented reality experiences to enhance like an in-store shopping experience. You know, even companies like Amazon or uh, Wayfair, you know, bigger bigger conglomerates not necessarily an smb but you could buy a couch and see what it looked like right in your space using ar technology um so that was definitely something that that came to be but i think the the return of foot traffic hasn't slowed down progress in the marketing approaches i think it's inspired smbs to explore new ways of engaging with their customer base and combining both the aspects of the digital and traditional marketing to create more effective and memorable experiences. Mm-hmm. And um, a great example on you know the couch put the put you know looking at the couch and putting it in your space and this is kind of the augmented reality and and so that's when we kind of start to get into this basis of AI. Okay, you know, um, can you just um, we're going to get into it a little bit more after the break, but you know, just for our audience, um, you know. AI has a lot of buzzwords, okay? And, and you know, what what is AI right now in the marketing space? That's a good question. So, I mean, generally when you're talking about AI, I think about a computer system that can perform tasks 
that would typically require a human intelligence to accomplish. Um, you know, things from recognizing speech, understanding natural language, solving complex problems, or even learning from experience. And so how does that fit in marketing? Um, you know, there's various AI techniques and approaches which we can get into around, you know, machine learning, deep learning, um, creating neural networks that model complex data relationships is really the underpinning technology that powers AI. And it's funny enough, these, these networks that are created, they're inspired by the human brain's physical structure and the way that neurons fire and how information is captured. Um, so it enables computers to recognize patterns and process information in ways that are very similar to humans. So, so, so I guess we'll come back to that couch, okay? So this augmented reality, all right, is that kind of an example of AI or is that not? Okay. No, it is. So um, that's one of the aspects, or you can call it a buzzword if you want, but computer vision is, is really a subfield of AI that involves teaching computers to recognize and interpret visual information and, and space. And so it's able to take an image based on certain dimensions and it's able to put it into uh, a virtual space, right, or into your physical space using AI technology. And it's able to determine spatially the distances and measurements of, of surrounding um, environment. And mm -hmm. then it's able to put that into that space. Mm -hmm. So before before we go into to actual its use and other marketing tools, um, you know, as a consumer, we're kind of surrounded by this all the time. And, and you know, I, it's great if I can go to Wayfair and pick out that coach and then put it in my living room. Um, but does you think the average consumer actually knows what's happening or they're just saying, ah, oh, this is pretty cool now? You know, um, do they know it's AI behind it or they just think, oh, now I have this new tool I can see my couch in my living room? That's a good question. Um, I think the average person doesn't really even consider that question. I think they're just looking at the experience as, as the experience itself. Um, so it, there's a lot more exposure to AI-driven tools and technologies to the average consumer than they might realize. Everything from product recommendations on e-commerce websites, targeted advertisements on social media, voice assistants like Siri or Alexa, um, it's increasingly integrated into all of the aspects of our daily lives. In a marketing context, uh, consumers are exposed to AI through personalized emails, chatbots on websites, uh, AI-driven content suggestions on platforms like YouTube or Netflix, and it also is used in search engine algorithms to determine you know, relevancy and accuracy in the search results. So. While the average person might not be aware of the tools they're interacting with, these technologies, I believe, are shaping the experiences and influencing their decisions on a daily basis. And as consumers use more IoT or Internet of Things devices, the manufacturers of these devices, are, I think, are gathering, and hopefully responsibly, <laughs> enormous mm -hmm. treasure troves of data related to their products and their usage. And I think that's going to continue to pioneer advancement of these household connected devices and further refine their their usefulness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's some things I think as consumers we don't really realize. You know, when you when you're on Facebook or you're on someplace, and all of a sudden you get this ad and say, "Hmm, I wonder why I'm getting this." Okay, but that's what we want to talk about after the break, Jared. Okay, how how, how some of these things work, and and you know how you know how effective are these personal e emails, and you know how's it you know, how is it, you know, affecting search? So we're going to talk about that after the break. And for our listeners today, our guest is Jared Turner, and he is a co-founder of Boostability, which was founded in 2009. And he continues to serve as the chief technology officer for the company. And Boostability is a global leader in white-labeled SEO for SMBs. Launchpad, Boostability's priority technology platform, powers SMB SEO platform built for scale, affordability, and value. 
and they track over 2.3 million keywords per month. And Boostability makes decisions based on millions of bits of data, enabling them to get 86% of their customers on the first page of Google in six to nine months. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Boostability, please go to www.boostability.com. And Boostability is on Facebook under at Boostability, Instagram at Boostability, on LinkedIn under Boostability, and on Twitter under at Boostability, and YouTube under at Boostability. And if you'd like to reach out to Jared, you can reach him on Jared Turner under LinkedIn, and also on Twitter under at Jared Turner. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda, and Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. They hold a virtual trainings, conferences, do market research and legislative white papers based on digital. They also have a learning series on Thursdays at 1700, and they also have live conferences, and their next conference is May 22nd to 24th in Berlin, Germany, where you'll also be able to meet the Boostability team and hear about their latest technology. Now, if you'd like to learn more about, please go to www.cinda.org. And with that, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. See what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? Follow us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and today we're talking to Jared Turner, and he's a co-founder of Boostability, which started in 2009, and he continues to serve as their chief technology officer. And Boostability is a global leader in white-labeled SEO for SMBs. Launchpad, Boostability's priority technology platform, powers and SMB SEO platform built for scale, affordability, and value. Now, they track over 2.3 million keywords per month on their platform, and they make decisions based on millions of pieces of data, enabling them to get 86% of their customers on the first page of Google. So, Jared, before the break, we should, we're kind of talking about marketing. So, let's take a little deeper dive into 
exactly what AI is 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 doing in marketing. You you said you know product suggestions, um, personal email. Um, you know, uh, is is this just happening through you know all every marketing platform, whether it's Facebook or or you know when you go on Google, how is all this stuff going on? Well, it's really more pervasive than many people think. Um, some of the areas that AI is making an impact are in personalization, which we talked about a little bit. It, it really helps deliver tailored content and experiences to customers based on user preferences, some of their behavior, and even demographic information. And then your content creation is probably the most well-known. Tools like ChatGPT can generate human-like text that can aid in content development and reducing some of the time and effort that is necessary for content generation. Then you get into predictive an analytics. Where you're analyzing historical data to make forecasts about future customer behavior or trends and campaign performance, helping marketers optimize their strategies. Then you get into customer segmentation. That helps marketers identify and target specific customer segments based on their behavior interests and demographics as well. You get into advertising optimization. It can automatically, automatically adjust and optimize advertising campaigns to maximize your ROI and deliver more effective ads. Chatbots, those are kind of somewhat um, understood as just conversational agents. They provide real-time customer support, answer questions, and assist with, with various tasks. And then one of the last ones that, that I would say is image creation. Tools like Midjourney or Adobe's recently released Firefly. Those can create and optimize images with little to no prior skill other than just writing out a textual description of an image that you want and it pops out an image. So these are just some examples of how AI is transforming marketing, enhancing some of the efficiencies and really enabling businesses to deliver more personalized and relevant experiences to their customers. Mm -hmm. okay. um, let's stay with one area for a minute. Let's stay, you know, you're, you're talking about personalized and, and relevant, relevant um, search. So let, let's talk a little bit about search for a minute. Okay. Uh, you know, when I go to, when I go to Google and I'm looking for something, um, I know as a consumer, I'm searching differently today than I did maybe one year ago. Okay. So how, how is AI affecting SEO, um, and how is it affecting the results it gives me? Good question. So search engines like Google and Bing, right, the, the two behemoths with Google being the larger of the two, they're constantly improving their AI-driven algorithms to better understand what the user intends, analyzing the content quality on the back end, and then delivering a more uh, rich user experience. And you mentioned searching differently. For the longest time, you would go in and type something very uh, almost archaic in, in today's thinking where you'd put a key word and then maybe a location, but it wasn't natural language. It's not something that you would say to a person or you go up to a librarian and ask, hey, I need a book about XYZ. That's not the type of input that search engines could handle and they've improved that dynamic with, with AI and understanding natural language processing. That's also a subfield of AI. That allows them to track sentiment analysis as well as intent and context within a search query so that they can tell that it's a question, they can tell that you're looking for information versus a product versus a service. So there's a lot more sophistication um, that's, that's behind the scenes that is going into that user-centric content approach. Okay, so if I'm I'm searching differently, and what you said is really today when I search, I do I really do search with natural language. You know, um, uh, I I just did it here. I'm in San Diego. I did uh, um, fitness studios with day passes near this address, and I put in the address. Okay, so that's how I'm searching. So how how does this now affect the business? Okay, so I got like, you know, three fitness studios. Okay, how does that affect the business when they're actually trying to make sure that their results come up? Because before it was, you know, everybody talked about kind of keywords and stuff like that. But now I'm doing this kind of long tail 
um, fitness studios with day passes in San Diego near this address. You know, mm-hmm. how do you make a business be found with that? Yeah, so it, it involves a few different things. It, it's really pushed on the technical SEO components. You know, for the longest time, you could you could write some decent content, you could build some backlinks, and you were good to go in the SEO realm. And it and it requires a lot more thought process now. You have to be much more deliberate in the content that you're providing, the schema markup behind the scenes, the structure of your website, the internal links, because all of those things that you mentioned of you're in San Diego, so there's a location presence. You're looking for a fitness studio, um, and then you want certain criteria to be in play. If if that information and that criteria is not present on the customer's website or it's cited in some of their product marketing collateral, then that business is going to miss out on capturing you with that user intent, and you and somebody else will grab that. A lot of people fail to realize when you're doing a, a, a local search or a location-based search is that it really doesn't even come down to how much work has gone into uh, optimization for a website or a, a business. If there's another business that is closer, that meets the needs, Google is going to show them first because they're going for the best optimal user experience as possible. And even if the person has to drive a few more miles to get to another business, Google is going to give them the best, closest, most relevant experience as possible. So, so that really means, Jared, that businesses have to think harder. So I'm sure, you know, if I'm a business on the fitness studio, you probably have had some walk-ins to saying you have a day pass, okay? So they have to, when they're doing their content, they have to probably think about, everything that they hear every day to make sure it's in their content is, is how do you how do you kind of consult with SMBs you know on to make sure that they have the right content it really comes down to their ideal client profile that they're trying to drive to their business whether it's a brick and mortar or whether it's their website so anytime you're kicking off a campaign with a client it's vital to understand what their target market segment is and who their ideal client is because if their website or their storefront or their or their experience at their brick and mortar store doesn't satisfy the user intent and the core uh, client profile they're they're driving into their locations it's not going to matter there's going to be a, a divide between those two experiences so understanding that from the outset of a campaign is vital to the content that's written, the pages that might be put up on their website, any marketing collateral, and even external links that might point back to the website. They all need to go toward that end goal and create the same online digital presence and persona. And so having uh, continuity and consistency is one of the keys of building that trust and that relevance with the search engines. Okay. And then, and then that makes sense. And then you have like the new tool, new tools coming out of language like uh, Chat GPT. I mean, um, that's kind of confusing for small businesses right now. You know, it's it's a buzzword, and um, you know how how do you show or get search results in in these new technologies that are coming out? So I've played around with Chat GPT, Bard. Um, Midjourney, some of the, some of these tools that are out, and really, I think that they're a little early for the end consumer or even the small business owner. It's really kind of the the seasoned professionals that are getting in and understanding the best way to use and to pre-train these models. Um, there's a wide range of applications of tools like Chat GPT or or AI models, just in general. You know, we talked about content creation. They can provide customer support capabilities, but marketers specifically can use tools like this to generate generate ideas for blog posts. They can draft content. They can even create social media posts. And the technology is still evolving very rapidly. And so, while it may not replace human creativity entirely, 
I think it can serve as a valuable tool for marketers to enhance their content creation efforts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it, I mean, if it's still developing, it, it throws me back to thinking about, you know, the 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 chat boxes for customer service. Okay, um, I have to say I'm not a huge fan of it because everything I tell them, I put something in it, never comes up with what I want. Okay, so I mean, I. Are we are we improving on that at all? Because you know, I'm thinking we haven't improved on that, and that's been out for quite some time. And now we have Chat GPT, and and that's not quite improved. Um, you know, how rapidly are we getting to help these AI tools really serve the customer? So the the it's funny that you mentioned the chat experience because I think everybody probably <laughs> listening has had that same experience. Yeah. They try to chat with a chatbot, and it's a ridiculous experience. Um, so, the the power of a chatbot or an experience like that is reliant on the model and the data set that the model was trained on behind the scenes. So, ChatGPT, for example, <clears throat> it was trained on a massive data set, um, millions and millions and millions of websites and and uh, authoritative articles and you know dictionaries and and that type of information and so it has a very rich breadth to it but when you're talking about a chatbot for you know xyz company they're taking a small subset of maybe some of the user feedback cancellation reasons notes from customer interactions some of those things are being built into this database and if it's not a rich enough data set and it's not a strong um, set of data you're going to have a very weak experience by using a chatbot that's powered by that data model mm-hmm. so that's why that's why it's still an evolving industry because chat gpt's model was trained on a massive scale over a l- large amount of time in fact, it's actually trained up through, I think, September of 2021 um, because it takes so long. There's so much processing needed to create that neural network and the rich relationships of all of the data linking. Mm-hmm. And, and so and it's very costly. So mm-hmm. both data storage wise, as well as just processing power to build the model. Uh, once you have it, then it's very it's very powerful. But I think it, it's still a little ways away for becoming a mainstream capability of, of businesses to slap onto their website, and it's a, and it's a really good experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, and and that's what we're going to take a short break, and that's when I come back um, after and 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 talk about you know what what do marketers and SEO professionals you know how they stay ahead of the curve with these AI advances and. And, you know, what can, you know, the small businesses use now that's pretty easy to use and and um, to to make their customers experiences a little bit better. And we'll talk about that after the break. And for our listeners, we're talking with Jared Turner, and he is a co-founder of Boostability, which was founded in 2009. And he also sees, serves as the chief technology officer for the company. And Boostability is a global leader in white label SEO for SMBs. Launchpad, Boostability's priority technology tap platform, provides SMB SEO platform built for scale, affordability, and value. Now, they track over 2.3 million keywords per month, and Boostability makes decisions based on millions of pieces of data, enabling them to get 86% of their customers on the first page of Google in six to nine months. And if you'd like to learn more about Boostability, please go to www.boostability.com. And Boostability is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under at Boostability. And they also have a YouTube channel under Boostability. And if you'd like to reach out to Jared, you can reach out to Jared Turner on LinkedIn and on Twitter. So please reach out to them to learn more about their technology. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. Cinda holds virtual trainings, conferences, market research, and legislative white papers focused on digital. And they also have a learning series on Thursdays at 1700. And they have a conference. And their next conference is May 22nd to 24th in Berlin, where you can meet 
the Boostability team and test their technology. So please go to www.cinta.org for more information. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. On the front lines of technology and business, there's a battle of survival. Behind the scenes, businesses are on a mission to keep a vigilant watch for threats in an ongoing cyber war that is affecting everyone, everywhere. The obstacles and barriers companies face today are bigger, more technologically complex, and disruptive than ever before. So when you need answers to win the battle, tune in to Cybersecurity America with your host, Joshua Nicholson. You'll learn what it's like running cybersecurity operations teams inside some of the world's largest companies. It's a cyber backstage pass and real-world advice for cyber defenders, CISOs, and security professionals. Cybersecurity America airs every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. listening to leadership beyond borders do you have a question or comment about our show please send an email to leadership beyond borders at gmail.com again that's leadership beyond borders at gmail.com now back to this week's program welcome back to leadership beyond borders i'm kimberly lewis host and and today we're talking about marketing and ai and the ai artificial intelligence tools that are coming up to help marketing and we're talking with Jared Turner, who is the co-founder of Boostability. And Boostability was found in 2009. And he's also, Jared, serves as the chief technology officer for the company. And Boostability is a global leader in white-labeled SEO for SMBs. And Launchpad, Boostability's priority technology platform, powers SMB SEO platform built for scale, affordability, and value. And they track over 2.3 million keywords per month that helps them make decisions on millions of pieces of data, enabling them to get 86% of their customers on the first page of Google within six to nine months. So, Jared, um, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, chat, GPT, and, and you know, the, the data that goes into these things to, to make things work. And, and I have one question about boostability, because you're talking, you know, we talked about search, and I said I was searching differently today, kind of long tail searches. And you you talk about tracking 2.3 million keywords per month to, to, to help um, your customers get better search results. I mean, what goes behind that? That's a lot of data. It is a lot of data. So not only are we able to track trends within industries right we can see if there's health movements in healthcare dental home services um we can also see algorithm shifts that occur that are mentioned by google or not mentioned by google and then we can adjust accordingly the other nice thing that we have is every piece of content that we've written for our clients is in our database and we have literally millions and millions of um articles that we've written that we can look and see uh, content length topics and tie those out to when were they published how did that affect rankings and so there's a lot of machine learning that can be done where we can work backwards from when we find a client reaching success or performance we can walk back through all of the different uh, initiatives and tasks that we did for them to be able to develop a stronger, more robust SEO strategy overall or more holistically. 
Mm-hmm. And that really helps SMBs because I'm kind of thinking about this. I mean, this is a lot of stuff. And we talked about personalization, um, predictive, you know, analytics, uh, customer segmentation. Um, you know, I'm an SMB. I'm a flower shop. OK, so you can help me with my SEO um, and, you know, get me up there trying to look at what people are looking for when they're looking for flowers. Um, but what about the rest of the stuff? I mean, what? What's out there that I, as an SMB, can really use where AI can help me today? That's a great question. It's gonna it's gonna depend very uh, very much on how much time the SMB has mm-hmm. to dedicate to that space, right? From my experience, they don't have a lot of time <laughs> because they're <laughs> they're busy running their business. Um, but in in the cases that they do have some time to set aside, I mean. Some of the things that they can do is really start with specific use cases. They might identify specific marketing challenges that they have or areas where they think AI can have direct impact, such as content generation or the personalization of their email campaigns or their customer support, their chatbot, like we mentioned. Um, Then they can do some research. They They can find tools that are relevant to their needs in the market, they can choose ones that best align with their objectives and also their budget. Uh, they can prioritize user experience and customer satisfaction by looking at at AI tools that enhance user experience, address address customer needs. They can there's there's tools out there that will be hitting the market, I think, very soon that are going to look at email responses and be able to determine sentiment analysis where the customer is showing signs of dissatisfaction or early cancellations, things of that nature, that they can then measure and then they can optimize their responses and stay ahead of some of those nefarious things that happen, you know, losing clients. Um, You know, keeping up to date with the latest AI advancements is probably off the radar of most small businesses, but if, if they want to continue to adapt to these changing, evolving conditions, that's something that they're going to have to set aside time to do, or they're going to have to engage with agencies that provide these services for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot changing. And when you're talking about, you know, new services coming up, um, but even, even for the agencies, okay, um, for SEO professionals and, and agencies, this is so rapidly changing. How do they keep up with everything? So my experience is that that when you when you look at a SEO professional or a marketing professional, they're they're generally fairly niche in their skill set where, you know, they might be really good at at writing content or copy editing content. They might be really good at graphic design. Um, it's 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 harder and harder to find a person that can do all of the things that encapsulate, you know, a market, a full marketing team, you know, things like data analysis. That's something that is usually beyond the reach of a lot of people in marketing because that's they're more around the visual elements, the branding, things of that nature. Technical SEO is an area that needs to be shored up uh, user experience, UI, UX. You know, being able to design user interfaces and user experiences, whether it's an email or whether it's a web page or an app, they need to develop a deep understanding of those principles that create uh, content that genuinely meets that user's needs and expectations. Content strategy, right? Content ideation and then actually executing on the content and then adaptability and continuous learning. All right. With the rapid evolution, I think, of AI and other technologies, SEO professionals have to be adaptable and committed to continuous learning to stay abreast of the latest trends and tools and best practices in the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, when you're saying all this and I go I go back to the flower shop, um, you know, it really I mean, marketing is getting more and more sophisticated and um Really, you know, what I'm kind of concluding from this is that it is really important for even the smallest uh, flower shop to to get some help with this because it is going beyond where you'd have your nephew or your cousin do a website, you know, five, six, ten years ago and then say, no, I have everything. I mean, you have to consider all these things if you really want to try to get that customer interaction and and find that ideal customer profile. Um, 
Is that kind of what your conclusion is that really SMBs need help today? Yeah, I mean, the SMB owners that that I know in my sphere, mm-hmm. they don't have the time to right. rest of these changes to use the tool set to you know put the mental energy and focus into all of these things, and so that's why we created Boostability in the beginning. Is mm-hmm. we wanted to be able to give SMBs an avenue that didn't break the bank, but it gave them the value and the the peace of mind to be able to offload this piece of, of their, uh, the need of their company mm-hmm. to a trusted source. So I, I agree with you, the, the local flower shop, they're selling flowers. They're focusing on their distribution channels and supply chain and, you know, seasonality and, and holidays and all of the things that, that would affect that type of a small business. That's what their focus should be, not on the nuances that are happening within chat GPT or Google search algorithm. Mm-hmm. You know, and one thing I've heard uh, over the last couple months, okay, with with these these new search algorithms and everything, um, that the website, you know, is getting conversational commerce is taking over the website. Um, any comments on that? That's a that's a good question. Um, maybe clarify what you mean for me. Well, just you know, I'm just kind of. Um, you know, I, I, I'm using something, I'm just using natural language to find something um, uh, directly in, in, in Google. I mean, it's still giving me SAO. Is it two completely separate things or um, is it still searching in my website or is it just, how is it, how is it working? Yeah, so it's, it's really related to the experience, right? At the end yeah. of the day. Early SEO used to be just methodical where you could keyword stuff, you could build some links, you could write some content and you were you were fine, right? You could you could update your title tag or your meta tags and you, you ranked. Well, it's it's much more sophisticated now and when you have to separate what the Google bot can do because that's constantly evolving. And when it comes and evaluates your website, it's evaluating page load speed. How fast is it loading for the experience? When is it become scrollable or clickable or consumable, really? Mm-hmm. And those factors are are being tested by Google, by Bing, by the various search engines. And it's not just about writing some engaging content. You have to have speed. It's about the layout of the page. What are your calls to action? And you have to have a conversion-focused mentality when you're building any page or website, and you're trying to also build a satisfaction of a search intent. So you have to understand what the search intent is before you can satisfy it. Mm-hmm. And again, these the, the nuance that exists with all of this is generally, in my experience, beyond the SMB mm time time schedule <clears throat> and so you know finding agencies that that can provide this service and establish the relevance and trust and authority for the website on behalf of the website is paramount paramount okay i yeah good um so Jared, we're kind of at the end of the show and um you know, I, I think what I'm taking away is is things are getting, you know, AI is out there. It's helping us in, in many areas, but it's also making things a little bit more complicated. So for our listeners out there, which we have agencies listening and we have SMBs listening and executives listening, um, you know, looking forward to the rest of 2023, um, what is your one suggestion? How can we stay on top of all of this? Uh, use the tools, probably. <laughs> uh, you know, just just get out there and don't be afraid of it. It, it it's coming, and if you if you you know wait in the shadows and, and don't familiarize yourself with it, you're going to be left wanting. But one of the areas that that we didn't cover so much, but I wanted to touch is around compliance and privacy mm-hmm. protection, mm-hmm. because these massive data models, in order for them to to really be robust enough. They have to have some measure of personal information to be able to provide a robust experience for the individual. And so businesses need to 
familiarize themselves with applicable regulations around data protection and privacy. They need to be transparent, I believe, with their users and disclose any use of AI technologies, whether it's a chatbot or whether it's content. Um, getting user consent, I, I believe, is important. Right? Data, data regulations like GDPR and CCPA, they're just critical to, to uh, you know, you can be under massive fines if you don't comply with those things. And then also, these models are not perfect. Sometimes they actually give you misleading or, or blatantly false information because, like, like we mentioned earlier, the data that sits underneath it, if that data is flawed, then the model itself and the AI experience will also be flawed and it'll have those biases baked into it. So having a, a strong content moderation system where you're QAing and filtering and, and checking what's coming out of these tools is, is very important. So it's using the tools, making sure that you're aware of regulations and changes in, in privacy and just looking for the best of the breed and, and not being content with the status quo. Always challenge, challenge that within your marketing uh, quiver of arrows, so to speak. Yeah. And thank you. I'm glad you brought up the compliance. I had like a couple of questions for you on compliance, but once you start on compliance, there's like 10 questions to go with it. But I think it's a very good point, um, you know, um, and uh, great suggestions for our listeners. And uh Today, we've been talking with Jared Turner, who is the co-founder of Boostability. Boostability was found in 2009, and Jared is the chief technology officer at the company. And Boostability is a global leader in white-label SEO for SMBs. Launchpad, Boostability's priority technology platform, powers an SMB SEO platform built for scale, affordability, and value. And as we discussed, they track over 2.3 million keywords per month. And they make decisions on millions of pieces of data, enabling them to get 86% of their customers on the first page of Google in six to nine months. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Boostability, please go to www.boostability.com. And they're on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under at Boostability. And if you'd like to reach out to Jared, you can reach out to him on LinkedIn under Jared Turner. And he's also under Twitter under at Jared Turner. So Jared, thank you so much. Really interesting. I learned a lot today. It was great to be with you. Yeah, I appreciate it a lot. And I hope our listeners learned a lot. So please reach out to Boostability at www.boostability.com. And this broadcast has also been brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital market and like search associations. They hold virtual trainings, conferences, do market research, legislative white papers focused on digital. They have a learning series Thursdays at 1700 Central Europe time. And they also have conferences. And their next conference is May 22nd to 24th in Berlin, Germany. And you can meet the Boostability team in Berlin and see their technology. So please go to www.cinda.org. And with that, thank you for listening in this week and join in again next week. And if you missed us live, you can find us any place on all podcast platforms across the web. Thank you again until next week. Bye, Jared. Bye now. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.